I think speed is the most important thing for, for any software business. Um, so as much as we can help them within that short period of time to get to a point where they're actually pitching to investors and saying, we've got into market in three months rather than just saying it's a concept. I think that's where we want them to be. If we were to solely base um, onboarding them onto our programs by what they fill in a form, we're going to miss out so many good businesses. So that's why we take like 15 minute calls with almost every founder, just so that we're on the same page. If you structure your value proposition properly on your website, it's going to be like one simple sentence on the white background with the black letters. It still can work. So from the like business perspective, momentum works perfectly. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ship It and Sip It. I'm very excited today to have the two organizers and managers of Parallax Bootcamp and Accelerator Program join me on the show today. Chris and Victoria, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, John. Welcome back. It's been two years since the last time I was here. And I'm just so many things have changed and I'm really excited to chat again. So I'm basically good. <laughs> How are you? I'm fantastic. Chris, how are you doing? All good, all good. I mean, it's been three months since I last spoke to you on the podcast, so much, much earlier, not not too long ago, but I think we've done so much in between that time, so a lot to talk about. Yeah, for sure. So if anybody wants to get to know more about Victoria or Chris, please have a look back in the archives. Victoria, I talked to you over a year ago, back. at least, uh, and Chris just a couple months ago. Uh, to get their backstories, we're not going to dive very deeply into those backstories. Again, today, we, we are going to focus on is the Startup Bootcamp, which Batch 1 just wrapped up. Uh, what's going to happen in terms of Batch 2? And then also how that is going to lead into uh, Batch 3 of the Startup Accelerator, which is going to happen this summer. So a lot of New things are happening, and it's very exciting. So, but let's start with the usual question. So, what have you shipped recently that you want to tell the audience about? Yeah, okay. um, recently, we have really just been all out trying to market um, our upcoming NanoGrid program. So, a lot of the focus has been there. So, getting some marketing material out, reaching out to some of the startups that have. Um, been in touch with us in the past couple of years so a lot of focus on that yeah the same my focus was basically on the new version of the accelerator and we've came up with a new structure of it like i guess we're going to discuss it today so this several level um program and so uh, i was brainstorming it with chris with eager with mitri so lots of people were taking part in it and pavel as well joined us so exciting things are coming mm -hmm. Awesome. And yeah, today we're going to dive deep into the actual pipeline, which, as Chris mentioned, includes the first stage of NanoGrit, the second stage being the Startup Bootcamp, and the third stage being the Startup Accelerator. Uh, but first, since we just wrapped up batch one of the Bootcamp, and that was uh, you guys' first chance to, to test out the new program, uh, can you tell me one or two things that you learned from running batch one of the Bootcamp and this time we'll start with Victoria. Wow, things that I learned. I, I can share one thing that I, I didn't learn here, but because I knew it before. 
But the thing that inspired me, and it's actually the fact that having a full-time job is never an excuse to not to start working on your startup. Because I saw lots of guys who had their jobs, full-time jobs, and still they managed to do the great stuff during the bootcamp on the weekends, in the evenings. And that was really inspiring just to see that uh, I'm not the only one <laughs> here in this world who wants to combine all this stuff and like juggling all this. And yeah, I mean, this thing was very, very inspiring for me during this journey. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Chris, from an organizational point of view, in terms of getting the bootcamp up and going, I think no amount of planning can prepare you for some of the things that come up. Um, so founder circumstances will change and you just got to be agile and act quickly to kind of maybe find a couple of other founders who want to take part. It wasn't always a, a straight line for us. So just being adaptable was probably the, a big learning for us to prepare for future, future boot camps. Very cool. All right. If we look back at the boot camp planning period, which I recall was quite short and yeah. very, very lean and scrappy as we like, um, what did you see personally as your main goal for batch one? And do you think you reached that goal? I guess let's stick with Chris first. Um, main goal was kind of getting a proof of concept that we could actually deliver strong early stage deals that are at the right stage to work with in the long term. Um, obviously, like you said, we didn't spend a lot of time in planning. Um, but we kind of knew what we wanted to get out. We knew we were going to try to look for founders that kind of that really early stage idea, or maybe a bit of a landing page, maybe a vague concept and see if we can get them to a point where, um, they've got actionable metrics. They've got something they can take away to investors. Um, they've become content creators. They've built up, um, a landing page, a waitlist of however many users. And I think the biggest test for us was can we actually do it for founders really leanly? And I'd like to think we achieved that. Um, maybe not for all the founders, um, but for the ones who actually committed, it, it, it worked out really well because it has to come from both us and, and from the founders. Yeah, for sure. Vika? So Chris mentioned the goal for the program itself, but I can share my personal goal. So for me, it was really important just to kick it off because uh, the bootcamp idea came to me back in August and I was like, I was not confident enough. I thought that I just, me on myself is not enough to manage all this. And when I met Chris in December in Lisbon, I always tell the story, everyone, <laughs> that's uh, when Chris shared his approach and I found out that he did pretty the same things in the venture studio before. And I was like, I want this guy on board. He would be a great partner in this journey. And he totally is. <laughs> And so, yeah, I think it's my personal goal is achieved 100%. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Chris, you said in our first interview, a lot of founders don't actually know whether their heart is in the business until they actually start working on it. Uh, how did you see this play out in batch one? And do you still stand by your words? Absolutely. Um, not all founders felt the same way about their business by the end of it, I think. I think some of them had a bit of a idea they didn't really want to commit and as they got into week by the end of week one maybe start of week two that's when it started 
coming together where they could see some designs, they could see some mockups, they could see a couple of people signing up and that kind of got them really riled up and that got them more involved than probably what they were at the beginning. And I think we, as 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 the two managing the bootcamp, we had to take the bet on some of those founders. But there are also some founders who, a couple who came across like they had their heart in it and, and they absolutely did. But then going through the process of the bootcamp, they kind of realized that maybe this industry might not be for them. Maybe the process that we're going through is not right for them. And that's actually a good thing because if they spend a month invalidating an idea and realizing that their heart's not in it, it's better than, I think I said this the last time we spoke, it's better than spending a year saying, oh, I've got this idea and it's still an idea. Whereas now they've actually spent a month and they can actually move on with their lives um, because they've realized it's not for them. So I do still stand by that. Right. Oh, that's good that, yeah, they found that bit of clarity as they say. All right, Vika, uh, before we move on to the whole pipeline, uh, the last question about the first batch that I have is, can you share a little insight into the winner selection process? I saw a few of the pitches or at the end of the uh, batch one, and it seemed quite close between sort of PT fitness coach and mine, but I wasn't involved in any of the further selection discussions. So uh, what were some of the key factors that put uh, PT fitness in the winning position? Um, so basically the winner was chosen by our panel that consists of our CEO, CDO, and CPO. And Chris and I, we try to be as unbiased as we could. We didn't provide any our personal feedback on the founders before. And so the guys, I mean, our panel, they were answering the questions in the forum, um, just uh, talking about the idea, how the problem and the solution were, whether it was clear enough about the founders, their backgrounds, the traction that they gained during the given time. And I guess the main question there was whether you would invest into this startup. And all these questions were scored, like they were all turned into the points. And then we have, we had two shortlisted startups like mine and PT Fitness Coach. And they were, yeah, they were pretty close. And we would definitely invest into both of them. But I think that in the long term, Sam seemed more committed because he spent his full time devoted to the startup and he has all the chances, all his resources, I mean, his time, his inspiration. He's really so inspired and dedicated. Have you seen his Twitter? It's like amazing. And uh, yeah, we see that in the long term, he has a bit more chances to build a valuable product to fundraise and to keep growing it and improving. Fantastic. And I guess as a quick follow-up, so uh, what what's happening next with Sam's startup, just so that everybody knows the, the outcomes from batch one? Yeah, we're going to build the app. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So by the way, we as far as we believe in mine as well, we'll also support them a little bit as we can. So we'll provide them a basic uh, website where they can still validate their idea of investing into the properties. And so they will also give a little... Uh, piece of development from us. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's great. And for anybody that's watching that wants to know more, for anybody that's watching that wants to know more about the startups that went through batch one, have a look back at our previous shows. I interviewed the founders there two times. So you can learn all about their ideas there. 
All right, let's move on to the overall pipeline breakdown a little bit, because I think it's important for founders to understand how this all works, and it's important for us to understand how this all works. So uh, the pipeline now looks like stage one nano grit is in May. Uh, stage two, the startup bootcamp is in June. And stage three, the Midas Accelerator is in July and August with an MVP launch somewhere early fall, late summer thereafter. So, uh, Chris, can you add anything to that? Yeah. Um, I think one of the issues we saw is that a lot of the things we did on the bootcamp could probably be automated or rather could be done without our full in input with founders. Um, they probably need a bit of support, but we could actually give them the tools to do it themselves. Um, so, so we came up with nano grit, which is the first bit to kind of build a bigger funnel, um, of about 50 startups, hopefully, um, with fairly decent quality, but there's probably a lot more punts in there to give them the opportunity to get to a stage where then we can actually work with them a bit deeper. Um, our bootcamp originally was about building a waitlist, building a landing page and having something demonstrable. We're actually transitioning that now that we've got the first program to being more about um, could we get some first paid users? Um, could we get something that is actually mo monetar monetary valuable? Um, but also spend a bit of time defining what the product scope is, uh, what kind of the next strategy is for the next couple of months. So that when it does come to a decision of who are we going to select to go into an accelerator, one, we've worked with the founder for two months already. We kind of have all those pieces in place um, and we kind of know if they're bought in. So it's kind of like a two month interview. And then immediately we'll select three from the bootcamp and then they're working on building their product. Um, I think there's a few elements of the accelerator that come together. So things like product development, being able to help them fundraise their first round. Um, and then things like go to market strategy. So we're trying to build that all together. So it's not necessarily, we're going to do two interviews and then you're going to join an accelerator because that's not telling of the type of person that we're effectively getting into bed with, but it's better to just work with them, see, see how they are. And it's them also interviewing us. They need to know that they're comfortable with us in the long term. So that's why we try to bring it all together. Fantastic. That makes a lot of sense. So Vika, can you give us a, a quick outline of the team who are helping founders as well as you and Chris? We've got a lot of people involved uh, just to give founders an idea of the support they're going to get along this path. Uh, you mean the team for Accelerator or the Bootcamp? Uh, you can break it down by stage if you'd like. Is the team for Accelerator is still like TBD. <laughs> we are still uh, looking for these brave guys who are going to join us. But for the bootcamp, I really didn't expect so many people from the Parallax side to jump in and help out for the powders. So um, I just want to mention that Igor did a great job with Momentum. He was actually adding new custom features uh, on the go that founders needed. Also, Elena, our content creator, she held an amazing workshop on the copy and helped us during the one-on-ones with the founders on the strategy. I mean, the copy strategy. Um, also, a couple of designers joined us to help with the mockups and um, user acquisition manager, Bloods. 
a product manager, Alex, who did a scoping session. So really a lot of uh, people are just ready to help you. So uh, for the accelerator, uh, we didn't plan the team yet, but I'm sure that a lot of guys will just jump in and help us with their expertise. Fantastic. All right. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to add any more to what Chris has already said about the accelerator and the whole lead-in process. But um, now that we have NanoGrit and Bootcamp in place, and since you have seen previous iterations of the accelerator happen, how do you think this will uh, improve outcomes for founders who do get into the accelerator program? Uh, well, I see that it will not only improve the founders' journey, but ours as well. Because while the founders will be validating their ideas, we will be validating the founders, right? <laughs> so we'll see how committed and passionate they are, how they actually can sell their products. Because in the end, it's all about your end users, whether you can reach them out and bring them value. So this is how we are going to benefit from this. And for founders, it's as well they will validate their idea not only in terms of having some wait list but they will have some more tangible metrics i guess the paid users that we're going to bring them uh for them in july oh sorry in june during the bootcamp and i think that it will give them more confidence in their idea and some users that are pre-committed to join uh the products once they're launched awesome and Chris, uh, you already covered this a little bit, but I don't know if you have anything more to add. What do you see as the ideal outcomes uh, for each founder at each stage of the process now? Um, so outcome of NanoGrid is to have a strong waitlist um, landing page and that the founders are now creators in their space. Um, outcome of the bootcamp is they've got their first paid user without even having a product developed. Um, so that's important. And having some sort of product scope. Ideally at that point, they've also got a bit of a pitch deck going. Um, so something which is demonstrable if they are starting to talk to investors. Outcome of the accelerator um, really depends on the business and what stage they're at. But I think if we were spitballing, it would be they've got an MVP Hopefully they're on track to closing a first round or at least have a strategy to doing that. Um, and they're in the market with their product. So ideally making a few sales, making some revenue. I think speed is the most important thing for, for any software business. Um, so as much as we can help them within that short period of time to get to a point where they're actually pitching to investors and saying, we've got into market in three months rather than just saying it's a concept. I think that's where we want them to be. Awesome. All right. You mentioned earlier the the funnel uh, being wider at the beginning of NanoCrit. And looking at this whole process with a very optimistic eye, it all makes sense, right? We have a longer relationship with the founders. We know them better before they go diving into the accelerator program. But uh, with a little bit of a critical eye, it seems like we might sort of miss some founders who are ready to sign up for the accelerator, perhaps, uh, but they're a bit past the point of needing nano grit. And, you know, given that not every founder in the world will listen to this podcast, maybe if they find the accelerator landing page at the end of May, they're ready to sign up. But hey, we've already started this whole funnel 
can't join now. What do, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I guess. Chris, I remember we discussed it with Igor and here. So what we're going to do with the fathers. So basically we are really ready to take this stronger and more advanced fathers on boards. And what we discussed, I still don't know whether we finalize this, whether we'll take them on words or not. I guess, yes, we will. But uh, for the bootcamp phase, uh, our, like the requirements to get to the bootcamp is to go through all these go to public stuff. So if you have this go to public somewhere aside, not in the momentum and you want to join the bootcamp, you still like fit us so you can join. For the accelerator, our requirements is to have this wait list, um, well, for the bootcamp as well. And if you just, if you fit uh, our requirements for every phase, you still can answer this because uh, we'll, our strategy will be the same working with you, whether you made this wait list by your own or with some our help. Just, I guess the most important here will be fit the requirements for every stage. But technically we don't know yet how we'll make it, whether it's going to be a separate application form or what, so we'll figure it out. It, it's lean and we we're trying to make it as accessible as possible there will be ones that probably are too late for nano grit but there's nothing stopping us from saying you can join us at the bootcamp stage um because a lot of founders think they're later stage and we see it in the applications where they kind of overstate where they're asked they'll try to put in a few different people in their team when actually those people aren't a part of the team, or they'll say they've got much more metrics than they actually do. Um, whereas some of the things have to be scaled by a lot. And the thing is, if we were to solely base um, onboarding them onto our programs by what they fill in a form, we're going to miss out so many good businesses. So that's why we take like 15 minute calls with almost every founder, just so that we're on the same page and just so we can make sure we're not um, making assumptions. And I think that hopefully mitigates some of that risk of missing out on good founders. But I think the great thing about us here is that we're really flexible. And even if we think a founder is not right for any of the programs, we'll see if we can do something to help them. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. All right. So after the feedback from batch one founders, are there any key upgrades that you're going to make to batch two of the boot camp? Uh, Chris, I just realized that we haven't told our retro, <laughs> uh, like official retro of the batch one. Well, we got some feedback. We discussed some high-level stuff, of course. But I remember we were talking about the proper official retro session. So we, we are going to hold it for sure. But I think that's our magic upgrade for the second batch. It's going to be about this metrics that I've mentioned before. So we are going to make them more tangible and valuable. Uh, namely by converting these users, just users from the waitlist who can say, yeah, your idea is cool, I'm going to join, but you're actually not sure whether they will once the app is coming. So our goal will be to like pick up the relevant users from your waitlist to talk to them, um, make the proper value proposition for them and convert them to the pain users. That's the major upgrade from the like program point of view. And for the founders, um, I, I don't know, maybe Chris, you have some ideas. <laughs> no, I, th I think there's a lot of operational upgrades. So like kind of communication, can we give them more of cheat, more cheat sheets, for example, that's a lot of feedback we got from founders, but 
I think like I'll just tag tag on to what Victoria said. It's about spending more time with founders to go deeper into that wait list so that they hold more customer discovery interviews so that when it does come to that later stage of developing product scope, it's much more informed than just what the founder wants. And I think they need, founders need that um, and they know that they need that, but it's just about having time to do that. And I think the new structure allows us to have that. All right. Uh, Vika earlier mentioned the the webinars and things that you do throughout the bootcamp. And uh, maybe now would be a good time to give a, a short overview of, of what the, those are and how many there are, just so that founders know. Uh, Chris, do you have it off the top of your head? Uh, threw me on the spot there. So during the bootcamp, we ran one, two, three, four. We ran five webinars, if I'm not wrong, four or five webinars. So they range from kind of an intro into some of the tools that we use, like Momentum, which we developed in-house. Um, the build-in-public one was probably the the one that was loved the most because it's what everyone knows that they should be doing but just doesn't know where to start. We did a bit on problem validation. So can people ask the right questions to customers? Can they remove bias? We did one on early user growth hacks. So where are they getting their customers from? Can they go to some, can they go pick them out a bit more in a lean fashion without trying to just pay for ads, for example. Um, and then we did a session on, I believe it was pitching. So crafting a pitch deck, how do you um, communicate everything that you've brought together into something that's really um, concise and compelling for an investor when you're so early on? Yeah, that, 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 those were those were the those were the main ones. I think what we're gonna try to do going forward is, once again, go a bit more deeper into a bit on product, a bit on business model. Um, how are we gonna work with it the, with, with these customers and try to figure those stuff out a bit more? Awesome. Well, Vika, given that you have been involved in accelerator products before. And now with the bootcamp, I just want to know, uh, what are you most excited about this process in the next five months? Well, the, the process has changed a lot because <laughs> um, during the last two batches, I joined the accelerator as the head of design. And my job here was just to bring the cool guys, cool designers on board and just make the things look pretty. <laughs> I was really cared only about the visual parts. And uh, this year, apart from being like in this organizing managing team that is another totally different level of responsibility i just generally started to care more about the business metrics the growth potential the user base so i'm no longer care about the button color and the and all this stuff uh so it's definitely the new whole journey and so i'm i'm just excited about i don't know about the founders how decent they will be during this bootcamp because considering the process that we put in place here I believe that there should be like monsters <laughs> in the good sense and I'm also excited about the results because uh, the program sounds very promising and I hope that we'll really manage to help founders uh, fundraise actually for the first time <laughs> uh, I mean in the accelerator uh, process all right, I, I do have one follow-up question because you mentioned your design background there, uh, and it's about momentum. So uh, how do you feel about momentum? It is very simple. It is very fast. 
but the design is quite uniform. It is slightly customizable. Uh, do you, do you appreciate having the founders have to lay out their value proposition in such a sort of constrained and uniform way from from a design perspective? Yeah, as I said, I don't care so much about the design as I used to. And uh, Momentum just shows me once again that nobody really cares. Well, not nobody, but if you structure your developer position properly on your website, it's going to be like one simple sentence on the white background with the black letters. It still can work. So from the like business perspective, Momentum works perfectly because you just have a platform to simply build your message. We're not talking about beautiful pictures and mockups. For reaching out to your customers and gaining the web, uh, wait list, it works. So I have nothing bad to say about Momentum. Its simplicity even works um, better than if we use Tilda or Webflow, where we'd love to put some designs and colors. Awesome. All right, uh, we're about to wrap up here because I think we've covered everything. Uh, so my last question for both of you is, what is one thing that founders should know about the whole series or one specific part of it that can't be found on the respective websites of each stage? And we'll start with you, Chris. We're really flexible. Um, so if you think you don't fit, you might actually do. Um, so I think it's, way better to get in touch with us and ask us a question rather than just self-selecting yourself out. I think that's that's really important because, I mean, I, I, Victoria and I are both founders ourselves and it's very easy to just say, this is probably not going to help me because for for whatever reason, <laughs> um, when, it, when in fact we've got amazing an amazing team that can actually do really good things for founders regardless of their stage. So I think we're really flexible and people should know that. And I also think that we didn't mention a lot about the educational program because we didn't finally come up with it yet. But today we were talking to the guy with a, a great expertise in marketing and we expect founders to have a unique experience, to have cool mentors with a marketing sales um, backgrounds because uh, this year our target for the founders is reaching out their users sales go to market strategy and we hope that this educational program with the mentor session will contribute to their like, launching their products and onboarding their first users so uh, that's in the end of accelerator they don't have just just the app and no idea what to do with it. Because I guess this is the main problem for all the founders who just get their app and it's like, okay, what should I do? So this year we hope to bring this, the whole process, the whole journey of uh, getting your wait list, bringing your value and getting your app and onboarding these users, giving this value to them. Fantastic. Well, those are all the questions I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for giving us a clear look at the whole process. And I hope any founders out there, please sign up for uh, Momentum Grit as of this recording. I think there's already 30 plus applications and we're looking for around 50 to start out the program. So spots are going fast. Uh, check that out. I'll put the link to the website in the show notes for this episode. Thank you, Chris and Victoria, so much for your time today. And I look forward to collaborating on this whole process, meeting the founders, making more interviews, and talking with you guys again, probably after the whole thing is over. 
to find out what happened and what went so well along the way. So thank you so much. Thank you, John. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. I just realized I wanted to add, when you asked about the team for the bootcamp, I forgot to mention you because you were interviewing founders. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Just don't cut it off. Yeah, we'll just leave that in. Bootcamp. Yes. John, did a great job. Just amazing job. And yeah, you were also on our team. Thanks for that. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you in a little bit. And everybody else, have a lovely weekend. And uh, ship it and sip it, everybody. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, don't close the tab. <laughs>